Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing all right, considering uh, we've got some crazy stuff going on today, which we're going to get into. Uh, but first of all, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm uh, about as uh, fit as a fiddle and uh, and fine as a frog hair. Nice. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that about you. Not not that I am, but <laughs> <laughs> but before we jump into the big news of the day, um, and and we're lucky enough to uh, it's unfortunate, honestly, the the subject matter, but. Uh, we're lucky enough for the second week in a row to have a, a major thing happen right before or a few hours before we come on here to record this. Um, so before we jump into that, because we're going to have plenty on that, uh, we do want to talk about the people who uh, support us. And that starts with training personally with Peggy Edwards. No matter your level of fitness, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or you're advanced, uh, if you like to be challenged a little or a lot and want the benefit of working with a personal trainer without the personal trainer cost, then training personally with Peggy Edwards is for you. Training personally is interval circuit training for all levels with a personal trainer at your pace on your time. Peggy Edwards keeps your workouts safe. She keeps them fresh. She keeps them fun. She keeps them clean. The gym is clean as a whistle, uh, if that's a term. And oh, yeah. Yeah, so, whistles are as dirty. Uh, whistles are are really as dirty uh, as a thing as you can think of. Think about all the spittle in a whistle. I feel like spittle is a phenomenal word too. If I end up having to do two minutes of comedy on this because I lose whatever bet we've made, spittle is definitely going to be used in my comedy segment. You already you already have the premise for a joke right there. How dirty yeah. is a whistle? How dirty <laughs> is a whistle? So there you go. Nice work. Um, Okay, so yeah, <laughs> training personally with Peggy Edwards is located at 3634 Boudinot Avenue if you're in Cincinnati, Ohio on the west side or anywhere near there. Uh, it's worth a little bit of a drive if you have to make a drive. There, there are clients that come from all over, to be honest with you, uh, to, to visit and to, to work out. Any information you need is on the website trainingpersonally.com. You can email Peggy Edwards, owner-operator, personal trainer, certified personal trainer, all the certifications you can imagine to help you with your nutrition, uh, any injuries you're coming off of or something, you want to get back in shape after an injury, you got to be careful about certain things. She'll modify everything for you. Um, like I said, the, the, the gym is spaced out. You're going to have your space. You're not going to have to work out right next to a person. Everything's clean. All the equipment's clean, ready to go for you. Peggy Edwards will be there to, to help guide you through everything. Contact her, Peggy, P-E-G-G-Y, at trainingpersonally.com through uh, email. She's on Facebook, Training Personally. Give her a call. Give her a text, 513-328-0296. That's Training Personally with Peggy Edwards, 513-328-0296. Adam, you know what the best thing about Training Personally is? Yes, I do, Chris. Tell me. It is, if you go there. <laughs> And you tell Peggy Edwards that you learned about training personally from the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. She will give you your first month of workouts for free. So every totally. day, every day, you can go every single day for a month, and they will all be free. That's pretty impressive. 
So definitely let everybody know about that. Also uh, brought to you by Green Solace. Elizabeth Green is an experienced professional massage therapist. She provides you with a massage tailored to your needs, whether it's just to relax and unwind, or you need a focus massage on your problem area. Prices are very reasonable. She'll, she's got a perfectly clean, uh, you know, sanitary, all the good stuff for people touching people these days. All those things are in mind in, a, in, a, um, in an office area that you can get it done. She'll also come to your house and take care of you as well. I, I, whenever I talk about massage, I feel like I, I feel like I got to be careful with my word choice. I don't feel like take care of you is maybe the right word. Uh, maybe, maybe the right word is, is uh, uh, make sure that whatever ailments you have when it comes to a masseuse, she'll make sure that you are massaged. However, I can't do, listen, I love, I love, I love my man BT. I love his wife. I love, I love everybody involved in Green Solace. But it's so hard to do these reads like, without laughing a little bit, right? <laughs> you know what? There are terms in like in sports we see a lot of times that, you know, outside of sports, people might chuckle at them and, and think, you know, oh, that's, you know, that's a little innuendo or something like that, or that, that could be a double entendre. It, but, you know, those of us that are like, involved in sports so heavily and, and, you know, talk about them so much and stuff. A lot of those things you don't, you don't even like think twice about anymore, you know? So it's probably the same for the folks who, who are in the massage industry and people who get massages all the time. I'm sure it's probably the same for them, but uh, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I wasn't really it's, thinking about it's it. Hard for, it's hard for a guy with a, uh, with a uh, nine-year-old, 12-year-old, uh, uh, you know, personality to read these things but honestly she really will take care of you she'll make sure you're relaxed if you need a relaxation massage she goes through the whole deal take care of you if you've got a sore back if you've got like me right right above my hip area my lower back uh it needs a bed I, I have my shoulder i was just in a car accident uh on sunday so i'm gonna have to go make sure that she takes care of my back and any stiffness that i got going on so anyway uh, you can get a hold, you can go to greensolace.com, G-R-E-E-N-E-S-O-L-A-C-E.com. You can schedule everything there online, or if need be, you can contact, uh, contact her at 513-702-4178. Set up an appointment online or with her. Very nice. Very nice. I, I'm, I'm going to have to book something sometime. Um, you know how I am. I'm all, I'm all freaked out about the whole coronavirus stuffs even still. Um, but uh, it, that's probably what's in it. And like you said, she, uh, she, she does everything. Everything's completely sanitary. You're, if you're in, a, in something like that, in that line of work, of course, you're going to, you're going to sanitize everything all the time and, and you're going to be, make sure everything's clean so um, we call it we call it adam safe adam safe okay if it's, it's adam, adam safe it's adam, adam safe, safe then it's so, safe for everybody yeah it's definitely adam safe there's no doubt <laughs> that sounds good um well i'll tell you what chris 
Tell me. We, we might as well jump right into this thing because a few hours before. So we're recording on Wednesday, uh, August 26th. And uh, earlier in the day, we were supposed to have more NBA playoff games, right? So we were going to have the, first of all, the three of the four Eastern Conference series are over because they were all sweeps. Yep. And uh, so I couldn't have been more wrong about that. Uh, but <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks were were most likely going to finish off what is a sweep after losing the first game of their. How about, how about the Lakers and the Bucks both with an opportunity tonight to to win after losing the first game of their series? And if it doesn't bring in the culture that we live in in social media and everything else in this world. How many, how many people out there were saying, that's it, this is going seven, this is what the, the, the Lakers and the Bucks are going to lose their series. Like all the crazy talk that comes out because of one game. I can't this, – this, I'm, I'm halfway ready to retire from the media game. <laughs> yeah. I can't be involved in all of it. Chuck, I love Charles Barkley, but come on. The best thing that ever happened to the Lakers was he guaranteed that the Trailblazers were going to beat the Lakers. He said they were going to sweep them. Sweep them. Sweep them. That's exactly <laughs> right. I believe his exact words were, if the Blazers win the first game, they will sweep the Lakers. Well, you got to win the first one to sweep them. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that was more – and not anybody who thought the Bucks were going to lose their series after losing the first game – and and look, they didn't look great. They were they were like 500 or something in the uh, in the bubble during the yeah. seeding games. So I get people were maybe thinking that they were losing it a little bit or losing their edge a little bit or something like that. But um, the Bucks were still way better than Orlando. But in that Lakers series, it was it was more about the way that the Trailblazers were playing. They played so but, great. Not the, the way that games. the Trailblazers were playing, just the way that they, the way the Trailblazers played in. Uh, you're right. It's were playing. I was going to say in one game, but no, you're right. They, they blew the bubble away. It was yeah, and it it was because people were talking about that before they won that first game. Yeah, you know, people were saying the Blazers might win that series because they were playing so well, and because the Lakers did a sort of similar something similar to the Bucks, where they didn't, you know, in those eight seeding games or whatever eight or ten seeding games they didn't they were 500 or whatever um, so uh, I, I kind of understood that people believing in the Blazers and I I had uh, I still had Lakers in six and so did you um, so and that could still happen but like you said especially the way they look the last few games much much better and uh, so same with the Bucks. so we had an opportunity today to see like you said two two more series close out uh, but those are being put on hold uh, because they decided today, uh, the, the Milwaukee Bucks decided not to come out on the, on the floor to get ready for the game this afternoon uh, because they were talking about possibly boycotting the game to bring more attention to what happened uh, a couple of days ago in Wisconsin, uh, where another uh, person of color was shot by – police officers um and it, you know i 
you probably have seen, if you're listening to or watching this, you've probably seen that. And we're not going to break down that video or, or talk about what happened in that, you know, that situation. You know what it is. Um, so we're going to just come, for, come at it from uh, the sports perspective and games are being canceled uh, because of that to, to, to draw more attention, to kind of bring the focus back to we have problems here, we need to address them. And uh, so if I'm speaking from everything that I've heard for the last four hours or so, four or five hours, uh, that is the goal in uh, what they're trying to accomplish by kind of putting sports on hold for tonight. Um, so by now the NBA has done that. The WNBA followed up and they, are, they canceled there. I think they had three games on the slate tonight. Uh, so they canceled those games. And um, at least three Major League Baseball games, including the Reds, who were playing the Milwaukee Brewers, another Wisconsin team. Um, so across sports, they're, they're kind of taking, uh, taking responsibility to use their platform to bring some attention, more attention to this. We've been talking about it for a couple months now, ever since the George Floyd case. Um, and that was one of the big, you know, things trying to decide whether they wanted to come into this bubble and do this at all. Uh, guys were torn. You know, we, we heard from a lot of guys uh, talking about how they may not want to do this because it, you know, it's, it's going playing games is going to take the focus away from what it needs to really be the more important issues here. Um, the social issues that need to be addressed that, that they want to make sure are addressed. And uh, they decided to play it and it's been going really well and they've used, they have used that platform. They decided they're going to go ahead and do that because they, they put together all these stipulations. We will come play. If you agree, if the league agrees and the players association agrees to, you know, we want to be able to put what we want to put on, on the back of our jerseys to, to call attention to what we want to put, you know, do the black lives matter patches and the black lives matter logo on the floor. And, um, you know, all the, and use their time in the media to discuss those kinds of things and speak out about those things, you know, whatever players and coaches want to do that. And they have, they've done a ton of that stuff. Um, so I guess I just want to get your opinion, Chris, on um, the decision to, at least for tonight, to uh, cancel games, to, to bring more attention back to that in the wake of what happened in Wisconsin? Uh, so, in, in, like, for me, uh, how, how, I don't know. It's so hard because I, we have this conversation all the time about when it comes to these things, and it seems like ever since the corona hit, this is the, these are the things that we talk about, things that are hard to talk about. Uh, and, and you don't want to misstep and say the wrong thing but it's not only that, it's, it's, it's more of, I would like, I want to make sure I'm able to clearly state what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's not necessarily that I, I feel like I don't want to stumble over my words more. I want to, I, I, I read a, uh, I read a thing on, on the Twitter uh, from Stan Van Gundy. He's the, he's the bigger one, right? Yes. Younger brother. Uh, and he said, and I, I kind of like this because a lot of things have been happening and 
you know, the Black Lives Matter and and all that stuff. But he, he said this on tweet, he said, not, it's not about one shooting in one city. This is frustration and anger that after 400 years of racial oppression, there has not been nearly enough change. And I feel like every time this happens, it's the same exact thing that we're talking about. I had this conversation with my wife and she said to me, she said to me earlier today, she said, I don't understand how this keeps happening. That is uh, maybe a side of privilege or whatever for us, because for, for someone who's, who, who has grown up in the suburbs or whatever you want to say, it's hard to believe that this can possibly keep happening. There's so much attention on this at this point in time. It's just hard to believe, but it is happening. And it's hard to say if or when something like this will end. So when it comes to the sports side of things, for me, as much as I hate it because I love sports and I hate when a game's not played, <laughs> like sure. that is hard for me. Uh, I, I miss Kristen, Christian Yelich today, which is either a good or a bad thing in my fantasy baseball league because he hasn't been playing all that great, although he's gotten a little – he's. He's been hitting a little better over the past week or two, of course, when we play the Reds. But um, so obviously I want baseball. There's so many people that want sports, that want basketball, want base playoff basketball. I mean, playoff NBA basketball. How can you not want that? Mm -hmm. However, in order to get change, in order for there to be change, there are so many people that have no idea what these people are even going through what 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 black people in just their everyday life have to go through including me i can only go off of of what i hear and what and what is said to me so for that reason the only way to invoke change is to is to be heard right you have to be heard in order for people to realize what's going on and and, and take a, a closer look well, if there's any better way during the Corona Rona deal to make yourself heard, it's to not play a playoff basketball game. Just not play. Now, this is going to be the talk. The problem I – the thing I don't like is there's going to be more talk about, about the fact that the games weren't played and not enough talk about – why the games weren't played I, there will be there's obviously going to be a ton of talk about why they're not played but i think it's gonna there's still be more i just feels like there's always going to be that that section that wants to complain anyway back to what i was saying so on the sports side you, this is your voice everybody talks about having a voice this is their voice they've come from a a lot of them came from from areas where where they felt a certain way towards towards police officers things like that and have seen this kind of oppression being done for years i i can't think of a better way for your voice to be heard by every middle-aged white guy middle-aged whatever you know one percenter two percent or whatever you know whatever guy whatever people you're talking about that don't understand this is the way to do it so for the people that are upset about it, 
because they're not getting sports. I understand your frustration, but I hope you understand theirs and where they're coming from. I think if anything, if, if you're getting upset about the fact that they're doing this, well, do it on your own time, not your employers. Well, you know, that's kind of the whole point of, of a boycott or of a protest, right? It's not on your time. You're, it's not, you, know, you don't only do it on your time. You're doing it at times so people notice. That's the point. So while, while this is not fun for just your average sports fan who wants a game, to be played, it's the perfect time to get way more people's attention. In my point of view, I to be honest, the thing I would have loved to see is for there was a lot of talk starting this morning. Uh, Jay Williams talking about Kyle Lowry, text him uh, on on the new ESPN morning show, and Jay Williams was talking about Kyle Lowry saying they're really thinking about tomorrow, protesting tomorrow, their game. The Raptors were. And obviously it, 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 it excelled and, and got bigger and bigger. And then the Bucks were the first game of the day and decided they, and it was four o'clock and they had not come out onto the court yet. And that's when it all kind of, then this, it, it was, it all became official that there was not going to be any games. Everybody was going to coincide in the NBA playoffs. So uh, I got to tell you though, if, if I were the Bucks and I was the first game, that was it the magic who they play. I can't remember. Yeah, Orlando. I feel like I would have a conversation with the magic just team to team and just say, listen, uh, I say we go out and we, we strap up and we let everybody turn the game on because everybody wants to know if we're going to play or if we're not, because it's been big news all day. And when the ref goes to throw the ball up in the air, everybody just sit down. I think that would have been a huge, huge uh, to me that would because then you got on TV the TV the game started even more eyes are on you and then it's ended and then the whole day's ended. I, that's what I would have done because I feel like that would have got even more attention, even more uh, eyes on you. You have an actual visualization of this happening. I think. I think that would have been something that I would have done or tried to make happen, but it's the exact same thing. They're doing the same thing. It's no different. So that's my opinion. What's yours? Yeah, you know, when they first decided to, to do that, and they, when the Bucks decided they weren't going to come out and play or whatever, um, and they made it official um, that they were going to postpone that game or boycott the game, um, I, I, my first reaction was – I understand why you're doing that, but what is that going to do? And um, then, it, you know, it didn't take too long to realize that they still had to fill that time on the air. I think the game was on NBA TV. So the next two, two and a half hours were they basically had to go on the spot from the studio and have people on, just keep bringing people on and go back to they, – they went to the uh, guys that were going to call that game a couple of times. They went to the guys that were going to call the next game. Um, and, you know, they just brought people on to talk about the reason that they were not playing. So that's – it's already taking effect, I think, in the way they want it to. Um, yeah. To, to start is that, you know, 
that conversation is being had. Why is this still happening? Um, you know, what's, what's going on in our society in America that, you know, has been going on for a long time and that people are fed up with and, um, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, it already has, it already has had an effect in, in that way. I think in, in the way that they want it to now, for me, though, I also was thinking like, OK, but then what happens? Like what now do you are you just going to is that it like are, are you going to because if you if you do this for one day, you have the conversation for one day. It's really a conversation that's been going on for a couple of months now. Um, so how much more is it really? Is it how much closer is it going to get you to where you want to be? Is how, how much of an effect is it really going to have? And so I, I, the answer, though, I think that they got is um, we don't we don't know yet because they don't know yet. So the players decided they're going to they're going to do this, but they're they're holding a for an, an all players. The entire NBA can attend um, at eight o'clock tonight. It's it's 1052 right now from the time Eastern time from when we're recording. So and we haven't heard anything, any news that has come out of that meeting. So. And when we, you and I spoke earlier today, I said, oh, well, meetings at eight, we don't start till 1030. Yeah, we'll know something by then. And I, I wasn't thinking that's a meeting that they're going to try to decide what to do and how to actually have an impact and make some, you know, move forward with some sort of change that's meaningful more than what they've already done, because they feel like all this, all the, the you know, the wording that they're using on the jerseys and on the court and, you know, speaking out uh, before and after games and all that kind of stuff. They feel like because something's happened again, that this isn't working. So they're stopping this and using this time to have a meeting play, you know, league wide to try to figure out what to do next, what what to do next to, to take it to the next level. Um, so we aren't going to know what that's going to be until they come out of this. And it's probably going to take more than one meeting, right? I mean, yeah. you're not going to come up with a major, uh, you know, you're not going to fix these, these problems in one meeting by a sports league, you know? Um, so we're going to have to, it's going to take a lot more. And I don't know if it's going to take just canceling the playoffs and focusing their efforts on this new thing, um, whatever that's going to be, or if they're going to take, if they're going to, you know, use the time in the mornings or whatever to to meet all day and then play the games at night and continue with the playoffs or whatever they're gonna, they're going to do. But we're going to find out, and so we don't really know yet what this is going to mean. We don't know how long they're going to stop playing. Um, but we're going to, you know, it sounds like they're going to try to make, uh, you know, come up with some real solutions. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that's, what that's going to be. I don't know that they're going to come up with, you know, uh, you know, that a bunch of NBA players are going to come up with solutions. I don't know what kind of solutions they're going to come up with or for what. But I think that they will definitely try to figure out a way to continue to make their voice heard the best way possible. And at some point in time, that is going to be playing. You're going to have to continue to play to make your voice heard, whether that's next year 
or what, I mean, it's going to, at some point in time, you're, your voice is going to be more heard when you are in the spotlight at the time. NBA playoffs are spotlight. If the NBA, the NBA playoffs are canceled, that spotlight is gone. I mean, I, I hate to say it that way, but that's what's going to happen. In my opinion, I think it would be smart for them to figure out a way to continue to play, but have maybe a separate press conferences, continue figure something out. But I think – I don't think – ending the playoffs is going to be more beneficial to what they want. I, it's not beneficial to me because I want to watch basketball. Right. But I also believe for what they want to get done on their side of things, I don't think it's beneficial for them to end it either. Um, another thing I, I wanted to say in my last, when I was talking before, one thing I've heard and I've seen a lot on Twitter and heard a lot of people saying so far is that it is, uh, they they feel like this could be ruining the game, whether it's basketball or baseball or whatever. Number one, it's 2020, right? Everything's ruined this year. This we're, can we just throw 2020 out of of every like? If anybody asks about the 20s, it starts in 2021. Okay, and the end of the 2000 teams is 2019. 2020 is not going to exist. 20 years from now, nobody's even going to remember it because nothing happened. Not nothing happened. A lot happened, but everything happened. It it was just ridiculous and it sucks. So it, I don't, I I don't believe. and, And there's been things like this that have happened in the past. We've had boycotts. We've had, we've had, I mean, shoot, people were talking about this is going to ruin the game for baseball. Baseball went through a strike year where they didn't have a World Series. Baseball went through a strike year where they had two separate seasons, and the team with the best record in the two seasons didn't even make the playoffs. Cincinnati Reds, 1980-something. So the games will survive. I just want everyone to know, I know it sucks now, and we're in a right-now, right-now culture, but the games will survive. I promise. I promise you, baseball will survive. Basketball will survive. At some point in time when football starts, there's going to be a lot of this going on in the world when football comes on. So I promise you that football will survive as well. Instead of thinking about it ruining the game, think about the reason maybe why they're actually coming out and doing this stuff, man. Jackie Robinson was getting spit on, had to stay in different hotels. It's a little better than that. It's a little better than that now. They're making tons of money, and they're making just as and, – and no matter what color your skin is, you're going to make just as much money in the, in, the, in the sports world as anybody else. So maybe in certain areas, it's gotten much better. But in a lot of other areas, it has – not changed much at all. And I think that's the point that people are trying to get across and that they want to get across to us. So the game's not being ruined. That's my big thing. The, the, the game's not, the game is not going to be ruined or, or, or die because of any of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, sports have been around for such a long time now. It's, it's not going to be. Yeah. And, and I know that there are people who, you know, talking about this for, for four years now or whatever it's been since Colin Kaepernick started, started this whole movement. Uh, not, not that he started the, 
the movement. He, itself. he did not start this movement. And in fact, I, I've said but, since the beginning, I think Colin Kaepernick is probably the last person anybody, anybody wanted to have be the face of any movement. Yeah, no offense. I, 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 no, I agree I, with that. He 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 had the right idea, but he's he wasn't the best guy because he made some mistakes uh, as kind of the face for a little while there. Um, but but luckily there have been a lot of guys who have come forward and gotten involved who are a little bit more equipped uh, to handle that and make it a make it a anyway. I, <laughs> I, I know like, what you're saying. And I'm yeah. probably I'm probably messing with you because if you're watching this on YouTube, I just realized that my iPad is at uh, 10%. So I had to find <laughs> I had to find a way to get this thing plugged in because uh, I'm moving moving around on Adam like crazy, and he's probably well, what is this dude doing? No, this is fun. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you were listening to this on any sort of a if you're listening to the podcast version. Um, mm-hmm. Check out the check out the version on YouTube. Look at yeah, because it, it makes way more sense YouTube. why Adam couldn't finish his uh, his last. It makes way more sense why he couldn't finish his last statement. <laughs> no, I, but I do I do agree uh, about that. But when he uh, when Colin Kaepernick started uh, knee, taking a knee during the national anthem, that's this was the idea. There's you know we have some problems systemically. And we need to address them, and they, you know, we can't just keep ignoring them and that kind of thing. So, um, but since that time, people have, you know, there have been people who have said, "I, I, I don't, I'm not okay with that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to watch football anymore. I'm not going to watch baseball anymore, basketball anymore, whatever, um, because I don't, I don't want to deal with that kind of stuff in sports. And if, if you make that decision, that's fine. You don't have to watch." totally fine everybody has their choice you know um so but it's still a sport it's it basketball is the nba is in the best shape it's been in in its life you know even 80s even in the 90s it's the marketing the money that's in it, it it's just it's there and same with you know and i i know baseball has been a little bit down i think money wise but um but it's still people still love baseball. No, oh, that's people a still Trout love baseball. What's that? Tell that to Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Those guys are those guys are making plenty of money. But I, I just mean people coming to games and stuff like that. Um, but those are they're still sports, and that's that's the thing. That's why it's easy for me to separate if i if i was unhappy about if i disagreed wholeheartedly with you know something that that you know with this whole thing that that basketball has been embracing the black lives matter stuff if i disagreed with that i feel like i would have no problem just separating it and still watching the games because i'm only watching them for the games anyway like i i enjoy I, I do get so involved in it that I, I watch interviews with players and I have my favorite players and guys I'm not a crazy about and, and stuff like that um, because I spend so much time watching. And, and I do, I invest that and I, I invest some emotion and some, you know, part of my life into this sport. So I, so I do, and same with baseball, you know, I, you, you have your favorite, especially in your hometown teams, you have your favorite players. 
because you, a lot of that is because you get to know those guys a little bit. Do you know them like their family does? Do you know them like their teammates? No, but you get to know through interviews and through watching them play and you get to see their mannerisms and you get to see so much by all of this stuff being televised so heavily now uh, more than ever that you get to know these guys a little bit. And especially when they, when you get guys that speak out and, and are, are good sound bites and, you know, sometimes that's, you know, detrimental to some of those guys. And sometimes it's great. You know, you get guys that are willing to uh, speak their mind and uh, really give you good, long, you know, thoughtful answers on whatever you're asking them about, whether it's specific, game specific stuff or uh, social stuff or, you know, it's guys that are willing to come out and, and speak, you know, speak and uh, give themselves a little bit to um, to the public, you know, and, and make their kind of, you know, what's inside of them come out a little bit. So you get to know them a little bit better. Um, that's part of what, that's part of the draw as well, right? Because they're, it's easy. It's more fun to root for people that you feel like, you know what, I get the feeling that he's a good guy, right? You know, I, you know, LeBron James, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of LeBron James because he's the best player in the world, but he's also <clears throat> never been in trouble. And he's, he's, uh, he's post, you know, every day about his family. And he's, you know, he, he's, you know, players like that, that you get to know a little bit and you get a good feeling from. And because, sure. they're, because they're positive, positive influences on something that you spend so much time investing in for entertainment initially right um but you but but then you get involved in that and and guys speak out and lebron's spoken out i'm i'm only using him as an example um he's a guy that has spoken out as much or more than anybody about all of the social justice stuff right so um but but if you don't agree with lebron james about anything he says or you know, you think he needs to, you know, keep politics out of it or whatever. I, you know, you can, I feel like you can still watch games if you are a fan of the sport. I feel like if you are a fan of the sport, you will still watch the games, right? If you don't sure. care that much, then fine. Whatever, you know, then, you know, watch Wheel of Fortune or whatever's on. But um, <laughs> Wheel of Fortune's a great show. No, no disrespect to Wheel of Fortune. I love it. No doubt. It's no Jeopardy, but Wheel of Fortune is still a good show. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, I, I, I think I got off track a little bit there, but I do agree. I, I do a little bit. A little bit. Sorry. <laughs> uh, right. I, I do agree uh, with what you said, though. And I, I really, it comes down to that we don't exactly know what's going to happen from this boycott, right? We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know what they're going to use this time because they are using this time. That's the good thing. I think that's the, that's the important thing is just, just to start is that they're not boycotting this and just saying, Hey, black lives matter. Hey, uh, stop, you know, stop police brutality. They're, they're getting together and hopefully trying to come up with another level now of, of something to help something to move move forward rather than just kind of saying the things that they've been saying for a while now, for especially the last couple months. And even before that. Yeah. 
So, so they're using this time to meet, to try to bounce ideas off of each other. If every NBA player is involved in this thing, you know, you have a ton of people and I'm sure coaches and owners and everybody's involved. You have enough people and you have enough intelligent people that are going to put their minds together and hopefully come up with, uh, and like I said, it's going to take more than one, you know, three or four hour meeting or whatever, but get the ball rolling on something that they can do and using this platform, like you said, um, to, to figure out something else, something to move the, uh, to move forward with, with changes that need to happen so that we can have a, a more level playing field for people. Um, so I, I'm not really sure, and there's a lot, Chris, there are so many details about this thing that we could really dive into. Um, but that's, I feel like, number one, kind of like you said before, like I, I feel like I have to be careful, really, really careful. I feel like we probably feel the same way, like, you know, especially as, as white men in our late 30s, um, it, you know, what we say matters um not not matters more uh what we say is going to be <laughs> i almost said matters more what we say might be scrutinized might be scrutinized a little bit more by people who are people who feel like people that look like us have not you know have been insensitive about before or have just not cared about before but you know what at the same time who was talking about it today? I don't know if it was Keyshawn Johnson or who somebody in the morning was talking about, or maybe it was Dan Levitard or somebody was talking today on the radio about this stuff is there. There's been marches for a long time. There's been a lot of things going on like this for a very long time. But a few months ago, with the George Floyd incident that uh, – with his murder, in, I'll say it, yeah. that happened. White – a lot of young white people were involved in the, in the marches and things like that. And sure. just, just more white people involved in all. So it shows that there's more people coming together. And the, you have to have – you can't just be one – one ethnicity, one type of people that come together and protest against something. You need other ethnicities, other other backgrounds to join you in order to get more people to pay attention to it. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like less people will pay attention to something if it if they don't see anybody that looks like them involved. Yeah. That makes sense. Now we have seen, you know, there, there's even more divide in some cases, um, even, even with uh, people who, even though we've, we've had more involvement with people who are not black, whether it's white people or Latino people or um, anybody, you know, anybody who has gotten involved in speaking out uh, about, making some change and trying to make things a little bit more equal for the people who have been oppressed uh, traditionally for, for years and years. So, um, but I, I was just saying, I was, I just mean that 
it's hard because I think that, and, and we've, that's part of the thing too, is the culture, the way the culture has gotten uh, the last few years, it's, it, as great as it is that everybody is starting to understand a little bit more um, and starting to try to, you know, uh, find justice for things that have been going on and, and not just for black people, but for like women, you know, the whole me too movement, um, that whole thing that that's, there are minority groups, you know, all over, like every minority group has, has experienced some oppression in some way for a long time in this country, because that's the way it was, that's the way it was when it started. And as things have progressed and evolved, it, it's, it's, it's evolved in a good direction, but it hasn't gotten to where it is supposed to be, right? And, and so that's, it's just, it's just that there is, we've, we've gotten to where we're now saying, okay, th this is a problem and we need to do something about it and let's start figuring this out now um and then some people have taken it some people have almost tried to prove themselves so much that they take it that they that they don't exactly understand how to uh how to go forward and how to call people out that need to be called out and how to uh start making change Man, that's that, that's that's just that's gonna happen right all that's no matter what you go what 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 uh topic you are talking about when it comes to uh, like the me too or to or to uh racial headlines or anything like that racial uh oppression anything it, it, there's always going to be people that either one take it way too far go over the top and try and just are looking like actually go out and search out and try to find one little thing to make anybody they see a bad person and provoke people and provoke them to be we see bad. videos all the time on the internet of that stuff right? so ridiculous if there is, can I just tell you this? If you want to protest anything, you should be able to protest whatever you want. I say go for it. But it's just like your freedom of speech and everything else. Just because you have freedom of speech doesn't mean you can say something and there's not a consequence to it. Right. So if you walk into a bunch of white supremacists, Nazi loving whoever, and decide that that's where you're in the middle of that group of people is where you're going to have your protest. There's going to be a consequence that comes with that. You are provoking something that you won't be able to change. You're not going to be able to change that group right there. You could change someone's mind before they get into that group at some point in time yeah. by being outside of them. But if you're going to go into certain places, there's there, there's some things are just uh, better off left alone. I'm not saying those people are right by any means. I'm just saying, don't provoke, don't provoke things and try to just to get a video of people doing bad things. That, that's not the point of this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I, that's what I was just kind of saying 
saying that in order to say that it feels like you have to be really careful about how you have this conversation. It does. Um, and, yeah. and that, that can make it hard. Um, but ultimately I think people, if you don't, if you don't understand enough people are speaking out now who have, who have had experiences um, and who, who have people close to them who've had experiences um, that it's not, it's not too hard to understand now. I think that there is something happening here. I don't think, I think there are too many people who have, who are speaking out or who have spoken out to ignore that. Hold on that, you know, not everybody, not everybody's lying about this. Not everybody's exaggerating exactly. Everybody's exactly. the truth here. I have always been a person who sometimes is a little skeptical mm -hmm. of what people are coming at me saying when it, when it's, when something, when somebody tells me a story or they tell me something that happened and it seems over the top, like there's no way you're telling me some guy was just walking to his car and got shot in the back seven times and he didn't have a gun or anything like that's, okay, there's something else happened there, right? That's in my head. That's how I right. would always be. And, and now I feel like I, I have, I feel like, I feel like I've grown from that. I don't need a video necessarily to believe. Yeah. Yeah. That might actually be all that happened. But for a long time, man, I'll be completely honest with you. I was, I would always be somebody who's a little skeptical of something and not just in this situation. I, I shouldn't have brought it into that exact story of the Jacob Blake, Blake thing, but just in, in, in general with anything, like, guy, right, well, th what's the background behind it? Right. You know, you always hear people take a comment from somebody and post it and you don't know what was said before it or after it. And I am always one that gets a little skeptical. All right, before we start, pushing blame on everything and saying somebody is something else. Tell me how the whole conversation went. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that has happened for a very long time. There's been a lot of people like me for a very long time that push things like this under the rug, push things that happened as, well, there's more to it. I don't necessarily believe that. All I can say is hopefully more people can can see that maybe instead of automatically disbelieving the bad maybe you know give it a uh, give it a give it a little bit of a, a thought beforehand I don't even know how to how to explain it I mean I to try to come at that I, I completely agree with you and I'm I'm as skeptical a person as as anybody and um, and I'm this, the exact same way. And it, that is one of the things like, and, and we don't have to use this thing that happened with, and I'm glad you said his name, Jacob Blake. Um, in I think it was Kenosha, Wisconsin. I, Kenosha, I, yeah. I don't know why I didn't just say those things earlier, but. Um, because dude, I'll tell you why. Because I was there's, a little party, there's a little party that's a little nervous about what to say and how to say it. Right. There's and a little party. And that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And, um, but so yeah and and that is with all of this stuff and that's that's part of what i'm saying too is people who have who have gone a little overboard or go out and provoke and have their 
video camera going and trying to get, you know, during the protests, we saw those things too. We saw, you know, a little more, we saw more um, police brutality in some cases during, during protests. And we also yeah. saw videos of people um, doing things to police officers who weren't, who were just standing there trying to protect like a city building or something like that. Um, right. And not doing anything, not fighting or anything, you know, but people were going up to and, and, you know, people will throw things at cops or scream in their face or, you know, trying to provoke and trying to get them to do something while the camera's rolling to, to say, see, see, here's another. So that's the thing. And that's, but even with all those videos, it, it, there is most of the time a video starts after something's already happened to make yep. whatever's happening now happen, right? Right. And, and there's right. we have no we have no idea. So um, there there are always a lot of details, and that's the, that's the thing is that's my thing that um, I I'm afraid to say um, because I feel like I'm I'm not going to be allowed to say that. But there are in most in most cases you can't hand, you can't treat every case the exact same way. Now, because there are details for every different case, you know, in, in these things that, that happen. And, but the bottom line is, the bottom line is the same. You have to understand why everybody's upset, whether somebody did something um, and, and should, should have done something or shouldn't have done something, whether the police should have done something different, whether the civilian should have done something different. Whether any of that stuff happened, no matter what, nobody should die. I think everybody is on the same page there, unless, you know, people just start shooting at each other or whatever. But even that's all detailed. No, sure. Yeah. Without get, yeah, we don't want to get too deep into the weeds. But, but I just mean that the bottom line, you have to just see what the, what the big picture is, why people are upset about these things. Because you know, people, people of color felt like they have, they have been treated like they are already criminals before they've done anything and they get stopped for things that they don't, you know, that aren't, that aren't reasons that they feel like, should, you know, should be, or, or they feel like they're getting, you know, treated differently by law enforcement. Uh, and, and even not even, it doesn't even have to be a police and civilian thing. It's, that's what they that's what that's what people talk about with systemic stuff it's it's the real estate market it's um you know with blockbusting and redlining and all those things and and those have been going on for years and years and uh you know employment and you know in almost every you know in, in the um the uh the justice system and you know there are examples of oppression for people in all of those systems for as long as this country has existed. And um, so that, that's the bottom line. That's why everybody is, no matter what the details are in each occurrence that is happening, the bottom line is this, this keeps happening. And we feel like this is something that is unjust. And we feel like we are not being treated like human beings uh, or, or the same level of human beings that other people are being treated. So 
That is why we are speaking out. That is why we need to put a hold on games for a night or for a week or for a month or for a year or whatever it's going to end up being. And we need to address this thing because we keep talking about it. We're marching, in some cases rioting, uh, which most people don't don't support. But uh, but we're we're making noise here. We're trying to get we're trying to get your attention here. We need something to change because things are not fair for people. So this is another step. This is the next step. And like I said, we're waiting on uh, to see what's going to come from this meeting tonight, the NBA players. And I have, I have uh, spoken for like the last 15 minutes straight. It's time for you to speak. Speak, please. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're totally good. Totally good. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, I, I don't know what else there is on our side to even uh, speak on this until we find out what the next step is in, with the NBA and Major League Baseball and a lot of other, a lot of other leagues and, and things like that. So, I mean, at this point in time, it's just going to be a waiting game. And, you know, we can talk about what we think is going to happen and make a bold prediction uh, like our man Andre Edwards, uh, 06, who comes on the show, said, uh, I believe he said, the NBA season's over. Bold prediction. And, you know, it could happen. I, I, I hope for many reasons that it doesn't, not just for my own sake of wanting basketball, but just because if I really truly believe if you cancel the season, you just – canceled your voice being heard for the next two months i agree with that i i think it's i think it makes more sense for whatever they want to get done for whatever uh whatever their ideas whatever ideas they come up with to try to to try to get to the next level of of um, of trying to help make some sort of change to to make things more equal for people um it, it, it's it does make a lot more sense to be on TV every day, right? This is the playoffs. You're going to be on TV every day until the finals. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think they need to figure out whether they need to take another couple of days or something like that and just have meetings all day until they, until they come up with some sort of plan of action and then get back to the games and try to finish this season because they're, have, they're very successful with this bubble nobody's nobody's had COVID in the bubble and, and yeah. so they're playing games and, and everything's fine. They're, they can play games and breathe in each other's faces and sneeze on each other and cough on each other and, and fight each other or whatever, you know, yep. and, uh, and they're totally fine because they've handled it. They've handled being able to have a season really, really well. Uh, so it does make sense for them to continue that on in order to be able to use that platform however they want to use it for anything other than basketball. Yep. So on that note, let's go into something a little uh, a little more amusing, right? Let's let's bring the world into into something we haven't done for the last week or two. Uh, let's do a little comedy segment, a little nosebleed sports comedy segment. Haven't hit that thing up in a while. We've been supposed to do Sam Morrill for the last couple of weeks. We are here. Let's 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 throw it out there, man. This was your pick. I'll let you get it started. Yeah. 
uh, Sam Marill. It's called, the special is called I Got This. Uh, it's from uh, three or four months ago, I think it was. And uh, it was released on YouTube. So if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this or watching this podcast now, go check it out on YouTube. Um, so anybody can see it. You don't, have to have, you don't have to be a YouTube TV subscriber or anything like that. Um, he's making his money on the advertisements because a lot of people are watching. Uh, so it's, uh, this is a guy that I've, I've seen a few times on mostly like clips from, you know, from popping in at like at the comedy for, for, from spots on at like the comedy cellar and, um, just seeing him on comedy central. Um, and, uh, so I was, I was excited about this because the more I've seen this guy, the more I've liked him. He's relatively newish in the last couple of years to me at least. Um, so I, I've seen more and more of him. And so I feel like he's picking up steam. He's, he's picking up some momentum and his career is really getting going lately. Um, so I, and I, uh, I was excited to watch it and it, it did not disappoint me, Chris. I'll, I'll just come right out and say, I really liked it. Um, and I, I thought he, I like his style, his, I feel like he has a, a more like traditional, um, you know, pr like premise, like setup, punchline, you know, he's not like a long storyteller for the most part. Um, I, I like the, I like, because I guess maybe because I just get more jokes that way. Um, and may, he might, he might do a topic like, you know, 10 minutes of a certain topic or something like that. He started out, I think with the, with the me too stuff, right. Mm -hmm. Talking about, he, he talked about the me too stuff and consent. A lot of dating kind of and consent. And stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's a, he's a single guy and he, so he's dated and a lot of his stuff is about dating. Um, so uh, it, it was, but he, he does, you know, joke after joke after joke after joke about that kind of stuff. It's not like a storytelling thing. So, which I like the storytelling stuff too. You know, Mike Birbiglia is great and all the people that do it that way are great. But uh, I, I do like his style. Um, and I, I feel like he does like, it's, it's like almost by the book joke writing, you know, and I just, I like that about him and I think he does it well. Um, so I, yeah, I, I just, I really liked it and I, I, I like how he, I like his jokes. I like how he writes them. I like how he, he, uh, performs them. And I, I think I wrote down last week. Uh, I feel like you like the way he performs the jokes and I feel like you like the way he writes them. And I feel like you like the way he, uh, I feel like you like the, the way that he, he keeps it, you know, a certain way. I feel like, I feel like that's how you feel. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you're right. Oh. So I, wrote, I wrote down, I thought you were going to try to guess what I was going to rate it. I thought no, you were getting no. It there. I'm just having too much fun listening to you. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I feel like I say I feel like too much. <laughs> um, you know how you feel. That's all that matters. I know how I feel. I know how it makes me feel. I, I gave this a 3.9. Okay. 3.9. Just to remind people, if you've listened before or you haven't, this is your first time, we rate it five. These are ha's, right? So 3.9 ha's. I gave it a ha, 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 ha. That was like a half. Hold on. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I don't know. It's exactly. Nice, perfect. Three point nine. All right. So, 
Uh, I just want to say that this dude cracked me up. Yes. I laughed so much that my wife was giving me eyes like, quiet, because the kids were sleeping. Like, <laughs> you're louder than the TV. So I just want to say there's two things that were really funny to me, right? I, I'm not, not two things. There's a lot. But there are two things where I paused it, and I told my phone to take a note. <laughs> so he's talking about, he's talking, and, and so, like, you know, some of the things are a little out there. You know, there's some abortion talk. There's, uh, yeah. there's some uh, mass shooting jokes. And one of the mass shooting jokes, he's talking about voices. He said, you know, there's always one thing happens with everyone on there all they all have voices that they're that they're listening to in their head he's like but don't we all i started laughing he says if i listened to all the voices in my head i would be a sometimes gay street fighter and i <laughs> fell out laughing to be able to say something like that with a straight face is hilarious to me and then he's talking about being on a on a plane and this is i'm totally spoiling this if you haven't watched it Sorry about your luck. You should know by now that when we do this, we talk about some of the jokes. Another one that cracked me up, he's on a plane and he's in the middle seat and he gets up to go to the bathroom and the guy on the aisle is asleep when he gets back, which I totally agree with him. That's, that's just not right. So he had, he had to figure out if he needed to uh, wake him up or do the straddle to get around him. <laughs> and he goes to straddle him and is totally uncoordinated and misses, steps on his foot and the guy lifts up his little his little blinder and he says he says um oh what did i write down here so what are you gonna do i kissed him on the mouth that's what i did <laughs> oh, that's so funny oh i was cracking i'm cracking up I, I laughed so hard at this special i'm giving it a 4.5 man this oh. dude is good I totally suggest if you get – I remember him doing a the, – the, the roast battle thing with um, – yes. who's the bald guy? Oh. That used – that well, he had long hair and then he's bald, but he always did the he, – he would host these things. Um, he's on every Comedy Central roast. Anyway, he did this thing where – Oh, he, Jeff, Jeff – uh, um, shoot. Jeff – Ross, Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross, that's it. So he had this this comedy battle. So you battled each other in comedy. And I this dude this dude goes up against this guy who has a really funny voice and is always like smiling with his eyes wide open. And it's a really funny bit the guy does. But they went back and forth. And that's the first time I ever saw this guy. I remember. Hilarious. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. I never seen anything else from him. I'm so happy you suggested to watch this because it was great. This is why I like when Adam picks. We pick every other week on who's going to choose the comedy specials. I always find a comedy special of some, of some uh, you know, famous comedian that's coming out and doing another comedy special, and I always pick them, and I always rate them terrible because I hate when comedians are already rich and famous and have nothing else to talk about, about how, except about how rich and famous they are, and I hate that. So on that note, I'm in charge of picking next week, and yeah. Rob Schneider's got a new special on Netflix, and I can't help it because I still I know in my heart that I love these people, right? Mm -hmm. So I just 
I, I want to believe that there's going to be a good one that comes out. So Rob Schneider, Asian mama, Mexican kids, uh, yeah. is on Netflix. I'm, I'm imagining this is going to be good. I, I, I can't imagine Rob Schneider gets into how great his life is and just talks about that stuff the whole time. Like, like so many other comedians we've had on these specials. I have faith in Rob Schneider. I believe I'm going to get back on the map with good comedy and I'm ready to go. So 4.5 for Mr. Sam Morrell and Rob Schneider, Asian mama, Mexican kids comes up next week. Yep. I'm excited about this one too. Um, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't think my expectations are as high as they've been before. Um, but because, because of how terrible these, you know, fifth, sixth time around comedians have been on this show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, maybe not terrible, but not, we've maybe had some terrible. disappointments. We've had some disappointments for sure. Um, and uh, so, but yeah, I, I, but I'm still, I'm still, I still love the, I still have a special place in my heart for Rob Schneider and in the group, you know, the Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, David Spade, um, yep. you know, group. And I, you know, grew that up Saturday, watching those movies and loving those movies. That little Saturday night group that came out, Saturday night live group that came out. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally on board. I think I might've mentioned this because we talked about this about maybe doing this one a couple weeks ago. And um, I watched recently, I watched Rob Schneider had like a, a show, kind of like a reality, it was like a reality sitcom mix sort of thing. Um, and so it was based on his real life and it had his, had his real friends in it and it had his, uh, his real wife and kid in it and stuff like that. Um, so and I, I watched, it was like two or three seasons and I watched that pretty recently. So um, I was, I was kind of back on the Rob Schneider but uh so I'm, I'm good with this i'm glad to see he released something new uh trying to stay relevant so we'll find out uh how good it is i'm excited to see how well it goes and and uh i'm also excited for a podcast that's going to be possibly under an hour and a half yeah me too good work to you what's that there was no sports to talk about so yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, there's a major, major, major event, and it's really taking over. It's taken over sports definitely today while we're recording this. So whenever you're listening to this, you're going to know about it, you know, and, and we're yep. going to see what comes out of this whole thing. And uh, we'll have more on that next week, and we'll find out whether we're playing basketball. And I think they've already decided they're going to go back to playing baseball tomorrow. Baseball will continue tomorrow. The Reds have already been uh, set up for a doubleheader. Uh, there's been multiple tweets by by several players saying, um, you know, uh, don't worry, baseball will be back. We just felt like this was uh, the right thing to do today to keep people focused on the matter at hand. Right, right. So yeah, so we'll have we'll have more on this next week, and uh, and we need we need one of the sports to end, right? We need either baseball or basketball to end because I'm already I've already got. Is it, how did we make it? Was it whoever had the most gets one extra minute or for every series we got right, there was one extra minute? I think it was every series we got right. Wow. So I'm already up one, right? You're up one. Yeah, you got that. You, you said the Raptors were going to sweep, and they did. Uh, they swept Brooklyn. So uh, 
So you got one exactly right. You picked the correct team and games, obviously. Yes. Uh, so good for you on that. Nice work. Uh, there's still some opportunities. That. I mean, that could just be time off of my special, but I'm hoping that it's time added to Adams. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's, that's going to be determined by who we picked in baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I hope you have written down because I don't. I do. I've got okay, it. Good. All right. So on that note, until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>